You know, we have a rad theme song, actually. I fucking love it. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Glowing Weak Point. This is a video game podcast where myself, Wombat, and my good friend, Jonathan Davis, talk about video games and anime and stuff like that. This is a future episode recorded for a week later from when it, a week and a half from when it's being recorded. So <laughs> fumble. So we're 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 in the past speaking to you in the future. Ooh. We're time travelers is what I'm saying. Yes. I mean, that is how we always do it. We record this in advance and Sure, but this is even this is even it's, further in advance. It's this it's is, not live. It could be. Shit, what if we did live episodes? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, they're terrible. We could no, Twitch don't, stream this. No. Gross. <laughs> I never want to be on Twitch again. <laughs> Says the person who quit his job to be on Twitch. <laughs> No, it's not true. Uh, you, hey. you went down to a day a week. Yeah, but I'm back up to three. Ooh, that's down from your four. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful for that. Because I don't have to go to work immediately after this. Right. Uh, Although I have a therapy appointment immediately after this, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's the glowing point of your week? Um, it's not the fact that I in, still haven't talked to a doctor about antidepressants, and I have to t- tell oh. my therapist that again this week <laughs> for like the, <laughs> the third time in a row, and we have bi-weekly appointments, so <laughs> it's been like a month and a half I've been supposed to talk to a doctor. Oops. Yeah, it's... It's not good. Uh, my future glowing weak point will probably be the fact that I have three more volumes of One Piece coming. Um, okay. You know, in 2020, during the year of the plague, I, I started reading One Piece, the manga, from the beginning. And I caught up in, like, mid-2021 to the Whole Cake Island card arc, which is, like, the arc right before the one the anime is on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just kind of stopped for a while because I'm like, I'm all one pieced out. And I started reading a whole bunch more light novels. And now I'm, I'm kind of back to the point where I want to be catching up fully with One Piece. I hear okay. I, I hear interesting shit is going on. They just recently passed their 1,000th episode. <laughs> gross yeah, putting them in the it's, same it's gross putting them in the same halls as like detective conan with, uh. for long-running anime but it's definitely like the longest running anime with a consistent storyline so yeah pretty pretty amazing i love it you can say gross all you want well <laughs> it's ironic because i also have a future um, anime-related glowing weak point, because as of the point of this releasing, I will have seen Sword Art Online in theaters. Ooh. <laughs> I've got my tickets already. Got it at a, a, a studio movie grill. 
so I'm going to go in and sit down and have some food and have some alcohol and and watch this anime that you love. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, I hope yep. I hope the movie is as good as you're hoping it to be. I dude, I'm going to love it. I know I, you will. Even I, if it's a piece I of shit, I know I'm going to love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I will love it. I, <laughs> I, it's going to be amazing. It could be a series of still frames and you would be like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, I saw the last movie and I loved it. I'm going to see this one. I love it. I, however, am not going to dress up, but there will be people that will be dressed up there. Oh, you and should we are dress going up to like Klein. Come on. Mercilessly make fun of them on the way home. No, you have to cosplay <laughs> Klein if you're going to this movie. N- nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. The only movies I dressed up for were the Star Wars movies. Um, And not even then. I'd, I'd just bring, like, one of my old lightsabers. Um, cause I don't really have robes or anything. Um, but yeah, from, from episodes one through seven, I, I, I dressed up and went to the, uh, midnight showings of them. Oh my God. You went to, how old were you when one came out? Wasn't that like 99? <laughs> very, very, like very young. Six. Very young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or four. Cause I was like, I was no, you would have been six because I was five in ninety nine. Yeah, I'm, I am older than you. I am, I am very old, decrepitly, in fact. I one hundred percent did not see the Phantom Menace in theaters, unless I did, in which case I was five and I don't remember it. Yeah, I remember seeing it. I remember seeing Attack of the Clones in, in theaters, um, mm-hmm. and it, it it was the coolest shit to me. And then I rewatched it as a teenager, and I'm like, this is the worst one. I completely agree. And then I rewatched it as an adult, and I'm like, this is the second worst one. <laughs> In a world where Rise of Skywalker exists, <laughs> yeah, Attack of the Clones at least has some good points. Yeah. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker does not. No, it it doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't offer anything. No, it only takes away. Like like Clone Wars like so 7 offers updated graphics and special effects to the franchise. That's it. And also a like, good stormtrooper and a black yes. main character. Yeah. Well, main that's that's a, a a tough thing to sell after the rest of the movies. Um, <laughs> he was he was at least a main character in in uh, the Force Awakens. Yes, I will agree that he started out as a main character and then immediately wasn't. Yeah, he was um, supporting cast by um, the Last Jedi and t- second rate character by Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Background. He was background. Yeah, he was around. He was there. Yeah. So Seven introduced a uh, good stormtrooper and a um, uh, update in graphics and and special effects. 
8 offered a twist. Episode 2 offers Yoda being a fucking badass. And the awesomeness that is the clone fights and all of that shit. And also, that's the entirety awesome. of the Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, film noir storyline. Like, oh, yeah. No, that's 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 some good shit right there. Yeah. Whenever whenever Ewan McGregor is on screen, the movie is good. <laughs> that That is true for a lot of movies, yes. Whenever Hayden um, Christensen is on screen, it is not good. See, having watched it more recently, I don't hate it as much. Oh yeah, same. Uh, I don't. It's I don't. Mostly just I don't, boring. Yeah, I I think that Hayden Christensen actually did a really good job acting out a a teenager who is being like going through hormonal shifts. I think he did an amazing job acting that. I don't know why it needed to be done <laughs> but like it, it was it was definitely that was his intention that was the intention of the movie and he did an incredible job acting that out it's I, I think as an shit. actor <laughs> as an actor he did an amazing job i think that's a director's problem <laughs> yeah george lucas is also a shit director that's important to remember yeah. <laughs> yes it is very important to remember um yeah. Okay. And, so, so I've got I've got another question this week. Okay. Uh, uh, have you been watching anything new? I mean, I just talked about a movie that I'm going to have seen. Um, you, you got any shows you're watching? Ooh. Anything new you've picked up? I mean, there's there's been the anime that we've been watching for the season. Uh, obviously, yeah. As far as I mean, something something, something new. As far as something new that I haven't talked about. Um, I mean, I've been watching Doctor Who for a while, but I, I've been yeah. I've been actually keeping up, or I caught up with the newest season, which is the wow. the last Jody Jody Whittaker season, and uh-huh. it is amazing. Um, oh, really? Yes, yeah, I love it. So a, a lot of people are are giving Chris Chibnall shit for being a bad showrunner and I'm going to have to disagree with people because Chris Chibnall was a bad showrunner in the first season of Jodie Whittaker and then the second season is just it's like like 80% gold like there's still some some clunkers in there but keep in mind that every season of Doctor Who has fucking clunkers (laughs) yes (laughs) Oh, so many of them. Like, I will say that his first season was more clunkers than hits, and, and it was bad. <laughs> but the, yeah. se- the second one really knocked it out of the park, and the this third one is like, I think it's supposed to be six episodes of just a consistent storyline. And okay. it is really good. It, it's, it does the thing where, like, it introduces a whole bunch of things all at once, and it's all like, whoa, what is happening? But it keeps answering questions as each episode goes on, so you're never like, uh-huh. I still don't know what this is about. It, it, like, it explains what it needs to, and then it moves on to the next thing. And, like, we're still like, what is the connection between the Doctor and this main villain? But that's obviously supposed to be the main thrust of the story, so that's fine. Yeah. Okay. And, and everything else is like... The third episode was kind of meh, almost. 
like it had a really cool concept where they were caught in like like all the main characters were caught in their time stream and like having to relive past events in their life while being aware that they're reliving it. Mm-hmm. And which was, some of them were better than others. And like it kept cutting to the doctor trying to get them all out of there. Yeah. Uh, but the the end of it, the, the by the end, I, I understood what they were they were trying to do, and it was good. And then the fourth episode, the Village of Angels, is probably the best um, Weeping Angels episode since Blink. Yeah, like easily, easily. Like I had grown tired of them in Moffat's era because Moffat doesn't know what to do with them, even though he created them. Mm-hmm. Um, but but. The the village of the angels was really 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 good. Okay. Yeah. So watch the new season of Doctor Who. It's fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> Not something I expected to hear. Yeah, it's great. I have been watching Cowboy Bebop. Oh God. And the the new Netflix version of it. Yeah. How how many episodes are you into it? Uh, I got to about, I, I, I think I finished half of episode seven before my wife came home and I stopped and then she was interested. So I've started over. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm 11 episodes in, but, um, it's seven and then four. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is I, a show I, I am never going to watch by the way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, take it, take it from me as someone who loves the original Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I think the original Cowboy Bebop is one of the best anime, period. It's a masterpiece. It is it is a true masterpiece. It's a masterpiece, and it, in, in all forms, like, not, not even just, like, subbed, it's a masterpiece. Dubbed is a masterpiece. Oh, it's And that's something dubbed. that can't be said <laughs> of most things. <laughs> Like, um, I prefer it to be dubbed. It's one of the only anime I only watch dubbed. Yeah, it's it's a really, really good anime. I love the music as well. I, I have all of the albums and I listen to them just in day-to-day life because the Cowboy Bebop music is flawless. Yoko Kano is an insane masterpiece. <laughs> As a person. She, like, as a person. <laughs> like, uh, how? how? How do you exist? Um, this Netflix anime is really good. Honestly, live-action Cowboy Bebop is genuinely good. I'm really enjoying every single moment of it. It's It's different from the anime in many points. I have a question. You yeah. said every single moment of it. Does that include when Vicious is on screen? Honestly, I have no problem with Vicious. Okay, everybody else seems to have a problem with Vicious. He's... He's a little awkward. <laughs> but Vicious kind of was. I, I think I think in, in the context of this show, Alex Hassel's doing a great job as Vicious. I have, I have no complaints about him. Um, I, yeah, the, the only, the only thing I could see not 
necessarily liking is something I haven't gotten to yet because it's apparently at the very end. Oh, uh, Ed. which is Ed. Yeah, I, I've heard that Ed is not quite right. They're one hundred percent going to go back in and change Ed. They're gonna they're yeah. gonna like reshoot the Ed scene. <laughs> I I I've seen a picture of the actress who who plays Ed, and I. I'm certain that she did a great job with what she tried to do to the best of her abilities, but um, it 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 looks off. The problem with the problem with Ed is that Ed is an anime character. Uh, yeah, no, Ed is only an anime character. Like, like that, Ed is so bizarre. The way Ed um, moves, the way Ed talks, the way Ed does everything is just pure anime. So when you have a real person doing it, it's going to look bad because real people yeah. don't act like that. No, it's this is it, what you you've pointed out something perfect, which is that like there should never be a live action JoJo's Bizarre Adventure because humans don't move that way. Oh, and no. if you have humans like trying to do that, it's going to look awful. And if you have humans not trying to look like that, it's going to be awful because that's JoJo's. Like right. <laughs> like if you have a real person striking a JoJo's pose, it's going to look stupid as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, having having been to conventions before, it does look stupid as fuck. But if you don't strike a JoJo's pose, then you're not JoJo's anymore. Yeah, it's not JoJo. Um, <laughs> but, like, every single moment of Cowboy Bebop, to me, so far, feels like the anime, but it doesn't feel like, oh, we're doing a one-for-one. One. They, they change a lot of the story points. They're, they're mashing things together and um, splitting other things apart and skipping things, and putting it in places that work for a live action show like it's a really genuinely good live action show and and i think that's what they did really well is that you have anime uh-huh. and and cowboy bebop will always be there as the anime it's not going away because of this yeah so if you really want the anime feel of cowboy bebop go watch it because it's there it's good this is a really good version of live action it, it takes what live action does well, and it takes the parts of Cowboy Bebop that work well, and it puts them together. It doesn't try and make live action anime, which will never work. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it's just, that's not a thing that will work. Um, it takes the strengths of live action and the strengths of Cowboy Bebop and puts them together and it feels so good. Like, I I watched it, I, I watched seven episodes in one day. It was the day before Thanksgiving, and I was busy working through, like, sharpening my knives to make sure everything would be fine, and, like, putting together ingredients so that it would be ready for the, the next day. Right. And... And just burned through seven episodes of Cowboy Bebop at the same time, enraptured by it. And then my wife came home that day, and we immediately turned around and watched two more episodes. Like, I, I had watched seven episodes in a row, then stopped and started over at the beginning and still loved it. Like, it wasn't a this again. I still had fun the entire way through, because it's 
it's just a genuinely good show. Yeah, I guess now, my my issue with um, live action anime is that I don't. It, it's like the Spider Man syndrome, where every time they reboot Spider Man, they have to do the origin story over again. We have to watch Uncle Ben die again, and it's, I don't. I don't want just like Cowboy Bebop the anime in live action. Like, if you're gonna do a live action show, do a new story. Like, there's so much room to work with in Cowboy Bebop that you could write just whole new stories and insert them in and, and act like this is the same thing. Like, I don't want to see Vicious again. I So, I understand that. I, I get that completely. However, the... There's... That gets into a problem of, of doing the uh, anime as live action sort of thing. Because the characters, while the same characters are different because and they've got the same backstories and stuff like i mean spike had his girlfriend and and um vicious took her away from him and killed him but didn't and he escaped and and jet has the the whole he was framed and had to leave the force and and um uh faye valentine has lost her memory because she was frozen but these characters are different they they aren't like a one for one and which is good because like spike could never be anyone but the anime spike <laughs> like that's <laughs> the anime spike is perfect spike but john cho is also perfect spike he's just a different spike spiegel yeah um and you you would never be able to get a perfect anime spike as a live action doing a cowboy bebop side story like there there's it wouldn't work right uh there you, if you tried to do a side story from the anime except hey we're doing it live action this time it's gonna feel off because again that's trying to do the do anime in live action instead of doing live action set in the same universe yeah it it's I, I think the way that they've done it is really good. And uh, spoilers to myself as well. Um, supposedly, at the the end of this, it leaves it open for more. So yeah. my understanding is that it, it finishes the vicious storyline, which, in my opinion, is the Cowboy Bebop storyline. Like, that's that's kind of... The, the storyline focuses on Spike dealing with his things. My my understanding is is that at the end of of Cowboy Bebop Netflix, the vicious story is completed. But different from the anime, there's room to go on from there. Yeah, like my uh, what I've seen is um, that I've seen John Cho's Spike described as a Spike capable of not making the same mistakes that anime Spike does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, Which is at least interesting, because yeah. Anime Spike is absolutely incapable of not making <laughs> the actions that that he takes. Yeah, and, and that leads to potential tragedy. Mm -hmm. the, like the anime ends open ended enough where it's like, who knows, really? But you can't continue without answering that question one way or the other. 
Yeah, my understanding is that this one's a little bit more cut and dried, which leaves me hopeful for more. Especially yeah. with the fact that Ed is just functionally non-existent. So if they could figure out a way to fix Ed and... Which, good luck. Then, yeah, good luck, but like... Because the, either the way you do they Ed handled this, uh, Ed looks bad, or you don't do Ed, and everybody's like, this isn't Ed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, with with how well they handled everything else, uh, I think it's it, there's a, a good chance someone can figure that out. Yeah. I am hopeful. So... Yeah, looking forward to that. But now that we've talked for almost a half an hour about uh, non-video games, hey, what have you played this week? Okay, I've played more Shin Megami Tensei Five. It is okay. still an amazing game, but I am having to take a, 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 a bit more of a break from it between play sessions now because the area I've been in has been really difficult and... Like, every now and then I hit a boss, and it's like, okay, I've died, like, three times to this boss. I'm gonna take a break for a, a minute. Let me... Yeah. Let me do that. Um, but uh, I, I'm finally, like... I, I've saved right before the end of the the area. Like, I, I can tell this is the end. There's a boss right in front of me. And I've just been going around doing a whole bunch of side quests, and it's it's a lot of fun, still. Okay. Yeah, it's it's just, uh, how do I, it's a lot of the same, you know, the, it doesn't change it up very much, which is why, like, I'm 35 hours in, and now I, I need to take <laughs> some breaks, you know, I need to play uh. other things to change up my experience, because... After 35 hours of doing the exact same thing, it's it gets a little tiring. Yeah. I don't enjoy it any less. It's just like I need new stimuli. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. I have also been playing uh, Destiny 2, uh, <laughs> which is to say the same game I was playing the last time we asked. Right. Um, uh, this time, uh, much less disappointment involved. Uh, <laughs> you you finally accomplished some things. Uh, yeah, um, there was a a much better uh, Grandmaster Nightfall to do, so we did it five times in a row. Okay, and you knocked it out. Back, to, it's gone. Back to back. All right, like twenty minutes each time, <laughs> sub twenty minutes <laughs> for something that usually takes forty to fifty minutes. Yeah, yeah, we we. We knocked this one out. <laughs> you hit you, you hit homers every time you went to the plate. Yeah. Yeah. And and the time it would take to fail one try and maybe complete it in the second one, uh, we did it five times. <laughs> okay, that's good. So yeah, pretty good. Uh, tell me about Primal. Okay. I don't know what Primal is. All right. So I mentioned the last time we recorded that I was going to bust out my PS2, and the game that I had ready to go was Primal, a game I had never played before. 
So, yeah. Primal is like a horror action adventure. It's not really horror. It's more like gothic action adventure game with with light combat elements. Okay. Uh it, it it's so you play as Jen. Jen is like a a, a metal punk, you know? And yeah. Jen's boyfriend is Lewis, and he's the lead singer of a like a death metal band. And the game opens on Lewis's concert, and there's this big giant guy who goes uh, who stares at him throughout his concert. And then he and Jen are, are leaving the 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 bar that he was doing his show at. And the big guy comes out after them, and he like throws the door open and murders the bouncer and. He he knocks Jen out and grabs Lewis and jumps like I feel like he jumped like city blocks with Lewis in his arms. Okay. And then and then it's like three days later and Jen is in a hospital. And this is this all happens before you even get to play anything. By the way, Jen is in a <laughs> Jen is in a hospital. And, and, like, like unconscious and the doctors are talking about how she and her boyfriend were attacked and Lewis is down like three doors down uh, also unconscious and then a gray goblin thing comes up to Jen and forces her spirit out of her body in a kind of astral projection thing and takes her into another dimension because the the gods of order and chaos, the chaos god is Abaddon, and I don't remember the the uh, the order god's name. Arella. Arella, yes. Uh, Arella and Abaddon are like fighting each other, and Abaddon has thrown the dimensions out of flux or some shit. Which is, I guess, the impetus for this. And Arella, or Jen is Arella's chosen hero or whatever. So now she has to go through the four dimensions, stopping the forces of Abaddon. Gotcha. And Jen, Jen has the power to take on the form and abilities of demons. And hmm. use them to her advantage. This is also like when the combat starts ta taking precedent because, like, in addition to, like, I only have one demon form available to me right now. It allows me to jump higher and reach like, like new areas I couldn't before. Okay. But it's also the better way to do combat because Jen herself attacks with like a dinky little knife. Gotcha. <laughs> And her yeah. gargoyle companion, Scree, does not fight at all. Every time there's combat, he turns himself to stone. So, <laughs> he's only for puzzles. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so there's like a mix of puzzle and combat. And it's it's pretty fun so far. I've only put like three hours into the game, but it's got a really nice, like, dark atmosphere to it. The, the first dimension you go to is all snowy and, like, crumbling ruins and, and murdered bodies everywhere. It's just really nice. I like it. Okay. It's a good game so far. Okay. Tell me about Link's Awakening on the Switch. 
So there was a sale recently for Nintendo games, which yeah. never happens. Never. <laughs> never happens. So I picked up the two I was most interested in. Uh, aside from Mario Kart, I'd love to get my hands on Mario Kart, but it has never been on sale ever. And it probably uh, never will be. And it probably never will be. Um, because Nintendo sucks. But, but I, I picked up Link's Awakening for the Nintendo Switch um, because I had played Link's Awakening recently and uh, I like it. It's it's a pretty good game. And this is th- that game. Yep. <laughs> it's it's just the same game now the the graphics are updated and the combat's slightly updated um you can like do diagonals better now because you've got an analog stick and and angles and stuff and um can you have more than like one item equipped at any time two okay you 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 can have two items equipped Okay. Um, I feel like that's a jump up from the first one, or, or the original item. Yeah. There's another bonus, which is that when you get the boomerang, you don't have to just give away your item forever, although you could trade back uh, in the original. Uh, now you can just pay, and then they'll give it back to you, and you'll have both. Okay. Because originally you could, like, you had to choose between whether you would have your boomerang or a shovel. Which is incredibly useful to have. Yeah, both um, of those are really useful to have, actually. Yeah. So, I actually beat this game today. I got it three or four days ago, and I, I beat it uh, this morning. Okay. And it was very fun. I enjoyed it. Got almost everything in the game. There's still nine more secret shells to find, and uh, I technically can play the crane game a whole bunch more and get the rest of the the collectibles that i don't really give a shit about right um (laughs) but it it adds another thing where you can like build your own dungeon and then play through the dungeon and that's a cool feature um it's and it's it like you earn these dungeon rooms and then you like put the rooms on there so it's not like you're going with a a tile editor and deciding where things go you're you're basically piecing together previous dungeon parts but it's still super neat um it's there yeah (laughs) but uh i'd say it's it's definitely a better game than the original while still being the same exact game um (laughs) It's so much better to to play than the original one is. The original one's so annoying. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it it was fun. I enjoyed it. I guess the the real Ta- question is here: Would you have paid full price for it? <sighs> is it still sixty dollars full price? I'm not sure. Let me. But I know that let it me was see what initially. The, $60 full price, which I would say or, is too Oh, much. shit, $80. Uh, no, I would not pay $80 for it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, no. No. I paid less than half of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd pay maybe $30 or $40 for this. It's a very enjoyable game. It's not $80. Okay. 
So, uh, tell me about your sexy monster breeding game. Yeah, chugga, 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 choo, choo. <laughs> We're back on the train again. Chugga, chugga, choo, choo. All right. Sorry, I, I had don't to. know what the fuck you're doing. That's the uh, that's the that's the train that I'm on whenever I'm I'm doing the uh, the deep dive into uh-huh. sex games. Yeah, it's the sex game uh-huh. train. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, get off at the next station. <laughs> so Cloud Meadow, it's it's okay. I I bought it because it was on sale. It's still in early access. And it's very clearly still in early access. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> It's been in early access also for like almost two years, which has me worried that it might not ever be out of early access because it's it's still feeling like it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's got it's got nice art. Um, it's got sexy characters. Which is what you're looking for in this game, you know? Yeah. It, there's not much else to it. I haven't gotten very far into the farming stuff, but just looking at it, I can. Uh, you can kind of tell that, like... I mean, the breeding is going to be obtuse as fuck. <laughs> like, it, it, just, it looks difficult to deal with, you know? Okay. And then you can harvest items from the the monsters that you you have on your farm. But then they're not available that to you're do you're fucking. Yeah. Just say it that you're fucking. Yeah, you fuck you can fuck the an- they're sentient animals also. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. And you're enslaving them uh, to have sex with them. It's, yes. Yeah, there's there's something to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also Instead of throwing you, like, into the farming at first, it gives you, like, a brief tutorial on the farming, and then it has you do, like, three levels in the the dungeon, like, RPG fighting section. Weird. Yeah, like, I spent so much time just fighting enemies. And, I mean, the combat- I did not expect this game to have- a combat system. Oh yeah, it has it has a it has a combat system and each character that you can take with you has like unique fighting styles and stuff. They all have their own abilities. There's no basic attack. Like it's So it's in depth. Did, did you did you play the free version or did you pay the or play the um the the purchase version that has the uh the sex scenes? Oh, it, it it has sex scenes. Okay. Yeah. Because because the free version does not have uh, sex, but the the paid version does have supposedly uh, sixty HD sex scenes, one hundred ninety farm sprite sex scenes, one hundred and five NPC sprite sex scenes, and counting. Yeah. No. Uh, so how are those? <laughs> They're good. Uh, they're good. Every time a character can join your party, you get access to their sex scenes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I guess. So, question: How much fucking have you done? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I'm gonna come out there and ask. <laughs> Listen. Okay. <laughs> this makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, I'm so fucking thrilled. <laughs> but oh god 
They're good <laughs> sex scenes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I won't ask the next logical question. No. I'll, I'll let that. Ask it. I'll let that remain private. Ask it. <laughs> Have you jerked off to this game? Yes. Oh, thank you so much. Specifically, specific. Listen, there's a green ogre girl who is like ten feet tall and has massive. Is this the one that? Okay, this is the one that has tits larger than most balloons. Yes, (laughs) this is the one that has tits as big as the main character. Gosh, (laughs) and I. Listen, she's my type. That's my type. That okay. is that is exactly okay. my type. <laughs> okay. But also, also, cool. there is a big yeti boy, the, uh, a big tall white yeti boy, with a big old yeah. dick. Also, okay. my type. <laughs> I'd say more more like a yokai than a, a yeti. They call him because they've yeti. got the horns. Yeah, but they, okay. Yeah, he's yet yeti don't have horns. That's. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he comes from ice ice areas, so he, he is a yeti. I don't know. So you're enjoying your porn game. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to spend a lot more time with it though because currently you might just pull it up every once in a while when you need a uh, not even that, honestly. Like I don't know, there's just not much to the actual gameplay yet. And I don't know that there ever will be. Honestly, it has a very fleshed out fighting system. But also, there's only like seven levels to the dungeon. And it immediately has you go through the first three. So, I don't don't know. Okay. I don't know what else else there is to do. And then the the farming system doesn't look very in-depth at all. At least for right now. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's been in early access access since like March 2020. Mhm. I uh, I will say that this is based off of two other games that existed before. Uh they were both flash games. Um one of them uh came from the other one because the first one was a big group of developers who were all working together, and then one of them started scamming the other ones and then ripped them all off and took all the assets, and oh, there was legal issues. And um, and honestly, the art style for this looks a whole lot like that, so I'd be curious whether it has a lot of the same development on it. In fact... I would assume it has 80 to 90% of the same team, but I mean, that would whoever, take a lot of research for me to look up. Yeah, whoever Team Nimbus is, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's it's not the same team name as before, but I'm, I'm not surprised because uh, you would want to hide that from the, the fans because they were f- furious. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. If they ever yeah. finish it, it has the makings of a decent farm sim with sex game elements. But right mm-hmm. now, it's it, they, they've they clearly spent a whole lot of time on the sex scenes and not a lot of time on the farming. Yeah. Yeah. And weirdly, a lot of time on the RPG combat. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the thing that's new to me and I did not expect. Let, uh, 
it, honestly, I would play a game from them. It, it, just cut out the farming shit. Yeah. Like, like, I would play that game. Just, just you get party members, you can have sex with your party members, and you go through mm-hmm. a big old dungeon. I would do that. That. Okay. Do that. <laughs> so, I also picked up Mario Odyssey. I didn't Not know as you... heavily on sale, but much more. I didn't know you didn't already have this. Nope. This is the, the first I've had to play it. Um... I, I I have very few games for the the Switch. Uh, How do you feel about? This I have. Uh, honestly, it's it's a very good 3D Mario game. I I'd say it's it's vastly better than the last couple I've played. Um, Which were I. So, I don't know that I'd say it's better than Galaxy. Galaxy because Galaxy was pretty good, but. I don't know that I'd say Galaxy is better. I'd have to to go back and and play it again. And I'm I'm very early into Mario Odyssey. I've I've beaten the first um the first real level. Yeah. Um and I do mean beaten. I've gotten just about every single moon that you can get in that area before the end of the game. <laughs> right. Um uh, but I'd, I'd say it's vastly better than Super Mario RPG. Um, it controls so, so much better. And I'd say it's probably better than, than Galaxy 2. Okay. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really good <coughs> game. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Bless you. Uh, still got a long way to go, and I'm, you know, I don't know how I'll feel moving on. I, I am frustrated with one thing uh which is that it seems like to properly play it you have to play with the joy con separately it does feel that way doesn't it i yeah because i like playing like a controller like like well i i typically play it in bed with it just right in front of my face connected Mm. together see and i don't know how mario odyssey would play mobile because it's a lot of the motions you have to do require you to like swing the controller side to side. Yeah. Um and I <laughs> the the times the one time that I've had to do that so far, which was in the uh in the the primal lands or whatever, the the waterfall area, um there's a ring of flowers and in order to turn them all red at the same time you've got to do the the thing where the where cappy spins around you yeah uh and you can't do that without it being motion control uh so i that was the one time when i had to do it and i i removed the joy cons from the the uh screen and then did the motion uh it it lit them all up and then i put them back in and kept playing like that yeah um i don't know how how you yeah. play it without motion controls, like, at all. Like, yeah. Which, they, they really need to get better about doing, like, like motion control. Yes, they do. Settings. They really do. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anything else?
Game Facts! Game Facts! This week we're doing my recommended game of Daikatana. Have you played Daikatana? I haven't. Listen, you said you needed a game, and the first game that came to mind while I was at work was Daikatana. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I have played Daikatana multiple times on the N64. Oh, why? Uh, streaming. <laughs> um, part of part of streaming, just just for for anyone interested in out there in the industry of streaming, part of streaming is um you want to make yourself miserable because people like misery, and one of the best ways to do that is to play horrible games. I don't know that this uh, is true that's, though, John. How many people watch no. you play Daikatana? <laughs> <laughs> How many people watch me do anything? Um, but like thinking, think, think about it. Like the the really popular games that come out, like getting over it with Bennett Foddy, like super popular because it makes you miserable. Uh, also, like a lot of golf games because they have terrible physics and it makes you miserable. Uh, there, there's lots of uh, you know a lot of sim games get popular because they're coded poorly and shite. Um, it's uh, a lot of the entertainment industry is about making the entertainers unhappy in their personal lives. So I played Daikatana okay. for the N64. How'd you like it? It's shit. <laughs> Daikatana, better known as John Romero's Daikatana, is a first person shooter developed by Ion Storm and released for PC and N64. So listen, here's the first problem with Daikatana. Is that it has katana in the name, and it's a first-person shooter. But it... (laughs) Yeah, but also, it doesn't have katana in the name. The actual kanji uh, for daikatana Uh translates to big sword, not big katana. Like, katana is a proper noun. But it, it, it doesn't say big katana, it says big sword. Because it, it doesn't actually have the kanji for katana. Okay, but here's a problem. Is that it, it's called Big Sword, and it's a first-person shooter. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, to be fair, the sword levels up, and the sword levels up further than everything else, and the sword is pretty much always the best weapon to use. Okay. But here's the problem. We'll get to that in uh, number seven, but... Yeah. In Dai- Just hold on to that. That the, the sword is the best possible weapon to have, and it's the titular weapon, and the, just keep that tucked away as a note. In Daikatana, you play as the swordmaster Hiro Miyamoto, fighting time-traveling feudal Japanese clans in order to destroy the titular time-altering super sword and save the Earth from a diabolical plague in necromancers. Wait. I thought the the, the Daikatana was the weapon you had. Yes. And you're trying to destroy uh-huh. it? Yes. So is it like a one ring kind of situation where like it can only be destroyed in the lava it was created in or whatever? Well, I mean, the, the problem is that the boss has the Daikatana, so you've got to go kill the boss and destroy his Daikatana. But I thought you had the Daikatana. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time traveling sucks. There's there's multiple Daikatanas 
because of the time-traveling bullshit. There's like five or six of them. I hate this. Developed by John Romero, who alongside John Carmack had for... That's a good name, John Carmack. Uh Uh-huh. It's a really good name. Had, for all practical purposes, invented the first-person shooter genre. Daikatana was to be his pièce de résistance, the ultimate end to the Doom Wolfenstein 3D-type FPSs. Due to staff movements at that time from one studio to another, as well as a last-minute switch to incorporate code from a different engine, never try this ever. (laughs) Don't ever. (laughs) Production was very rocky, and many devs left the company because of this, further negatively impacting development. So why don't you do that, John? Explain it in layman's terms. Um, It's like starting to write a book... And then realizing that, you know what? This would sound better in Russian. <laughs> and so then you start writing the rest of the book in Russian. But you don't really know Russian because all you really know is English. Like, I mean, you're you're an English author. Uh-huh. You're, you're used to English. English is the thing you've been working with and you're, you're competent at it. But like, Russian, or actually, you know what? German's a better thing. Uh, German has this ability where you can, like, mash words together to create new words that actually mean a, a more specific thing. Giant and Sometimes that words. specificity, yeah, sometimes that specificity is, is really nice, and there's words in German that, you know, you just can't get in English because they're, they're not, you know, they're not English words. So, you know, you, you kind of want that thing that German has, so you switch to German, but again, you don't really know German because you're used to English. And so you start writing the book in German now, but, like, nobody knows how to write in German because they don't speak German. And uh, then you're just fucked. And so you That's end up why just you Google don't. translating all of your English words into German. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and then the book doesn't make sense, and, you know, the the German mixed with the English, because you're not even really fully switching to German. You're still using the English uh just makes everything bad okay in a world where cinematics were just coming of age but also contemporary with bigger hits like super mario 64 the decision to fill the game with cutscenes, including the 11 minute long intro did not help its reception listen that's at least that's at least better than the xeno saga intro <laughs> It's so bad. It's such a long intro. And it... That, that is still you, better than the Xenosaga hour and a half long intro, though. Yeah, well, better does not equal good. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're right. It is better than Xenosaga. Xenosaga sucks because of that. Like, that's that's a terrible, stupid idea. Every cutscene is a um, movie in Xenosaga. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Daikatana is no. also great. No. Daikatana is a brutally difficult game, partly as it was intended, but mostly due to bugginess of controls, poor enemy design, terrible enemy AI, and bad level design. So you've played the game. Can you describe your least favorite level? Uh, well, I haven't gotten too far into it. I, I've gotten past like the first main boss into the next like time period, but it, it I can't pick out 
a particular bad level design. It's all very complex, like Doom games typically are. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, and of course, this is like more like Doom because Wolfenstein 3D didn't have multiple levels, whereas Doom and Daikatana do have multiple it has like a y coordinate right not not a real one but visually yeah um uh but like the level design it's it's just very complex and annoying mostly the problem is is the fact that like some of the enemies are just like really short and so under your like fire like under your your aim so you have to like aim down to hit them and they just rush you super fast. <laughs> it's just bad. Yeah, that sounds bad. It's it's just a bad game. There were three versions released, intended to be released. The PC one is the best version, as in the N64 version, and this is underlined, you can't even use the damn sword. <laughs> There was intended to you be know a that... Game Boy Color version, but it was canceled after the elders bombed. You, you know that thing that the game is called Daikatana, uh-huh. the big sword. Yeah, yeah, you can't use it. And it's the best weapon in the game. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's pretty much the only weapon you should use. Uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not in the it's not in the game. Like you can't use it. Why? Why? It's. I hate this game. <laughs> also, a Game Boy Color version? Yeah. Of a PC and N64 game? What the... F- That's never yeah. gonna be good. No. Why would you? I don't know. And, like... The yeah, PlayStation yeah. exists. <sighs> it, like, a, a Game Boy Color version... Uh, game Boy is... Roughly equivalent to later NES. Uh-huh. Maybe in between NES and SNES, but definitely it's not comparable to the SNES. The Game Boy Advance is comparable to the SNES. Yeah. It has equivalent power, which is why they also threw a whole bunch of SNES games as re-releases onto the, the Game Boy Advance. And also why it has so many good, like, RPGs on it. Yeah, because but that's the a Game Boy SNES, Advanced. Because the SNES had a lot of good RPGs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the Game Boy Advanced is also not comparable to the N64. No. <laughs> we, we don't get anything comparable to the N64 until... The 3DS? Maybe late... Yeah, maybe late DS, but definitely 3DS. But, like, maybe you could have made something in the, the late DSs? Yeah. But, but certainly not the Game Boy Color. No. <laughs> also, that's such I a mean, tiny I... screen. That's such a tiny yeah. little screen, you know? <laughs> I just, it, it it's wild to me that, like, PC definitely going to be the strongest thing here. And it was. And it had the damn sword. The N64 one, it's a console version of a PC game. So you're already taking a step back. And then to take a step back, like three generations of consoles <laughs> like Jesus what <laughs> probably the best known part of Daikatana is the pro- promotion materials featuring a poster stating simply 
John Romero's about to make you his bitch. With the subtext of suck it down. <laughs> Interestingly, it doesn't say it's for Daikatana anywhere on the posters, so it could just be a personal <laughs> notice from Romero himself. <laughs> can you imagine if game developers did shit like this nowadays? They should. Honestly. <laughs> can, I what I really want is like Patrick Schwartz will feed you his cock. <laughs> and, and, and and then like, like what the fuck is this for? And it's Candy Crush saga. Uh. <laughs> Actually, you know, no, no. In, game developers shouldn't do this anymore because it would come across like a legitimate threat. Because now we know that they do tell people to suck it down. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's. You made this gross. Yep. I mean, it made itself gross. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about John Romero. He was in the game industry. He could be a piece of shit, too. Uh, I know more about his wife than I know, or current wife, than I know about him. Oh, wait, we've talked about her, but you know what? Maybe maybe Uh he, he isn't such a piece of shit because his wife is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. John Romero gets the tentative title of maybe one of the good ones. (laughs) Maybe one of the good ones. Yeah. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Just just think about it this way. He worked with the game industry at a time when women weren't in the game industry, so he couldn't have done anything with them. So, you know, it's all fine. That's not true. (laughs) Sierra Games existed at the same time. You're, you're, you're right. <laughs> Roberta Williams is right there <laughs> saying, hey, I'm here. I'm a woman in the game industry. <laughs> As if. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. So, John, uh, listen, we were about to start recording today, and so I uh, I didn't have anything for the thing of the week. So now we're going to talk about something that just kind of like crossed my mind as I thought about what should we talk about today. So, listen, we, we've talked about video game preservation in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the ways to preserve video games is to preserve the physical, like, cartridges and discs they came on, right? Yeah. But what if those sucked? <laughs> <laughs> so, how do, you, how do you mean, what if they suck? So, I mean this in two ways. We're going to talk about one first, and then I'll talk about the other one later. So Okay. So... The first is that cartridges don't have a lot of like memory, and, and the batteries. No, they don't. The batteries and stuff they die, and, and the the connectors get damaged and then become unable to be used. And so eventually, mm-hmm. like like NES cartridges are going to hit a point where they just stop working. That they, they will not work anymore. Uh, yeah. 
because DS cartridges were so cheaply made, some of those are starting to hit that point. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the 3DS games, uh, Pokemon, Omega, Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire, some of those are starting to become unplayable already because the the company who made them, the cartridges, made them so cheaply. Yeah. And, and those came out in the 2010s. The, the, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Things just weren't made like they, they used to. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> games and really all media is going to become more and more difficult to preserve as the physical forms we hold them on start to degrade. Mm-hmm. And, and so wh- what are the solutions and, and, for that? And this is, this is in a case where everything is perfectly being taken care of. Not, not in like, you know, we pulled this cartridge out of the landfill and it doesn't work anymore because it's been filled with sludge and rotted inside. These are things like these are cartridges that are being kept in a oxygen free box that are still not going to work over time because if you use it, it will break. Yeah. Every time you insert a cartridge, any cartridge, and, and that's, that's from the old NES and, and N64 type cartridges all the way up to the modern Switch. day Switch cartridges. Yeah. Like even even those. And and this is from someone who loves cartridges. I I love the cartridge system. It's not being done quite right nowadays anymore. It 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 could I, I think it should be done a little bit differently, but I understand the reasons why they, they aren't doing it that way. Um but like Cartridge media has a um, the, the the little metal filament that it uses to connect into the system. Every single time you take it in or pull it out, um, you you it, scratch up that stuff and you tear at it and you wear it down just a little bit. Yeah. And most of the time, they're designed for longevity. They're designed to be taken out and put in and 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 done many 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 times, but over time it wears down. Yeah, not and Omega Ruby cartridges. Those uh, yeah, those were not built no. to last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like it's just a matter of over time this will die, and uh, that's uh, especially true for the the older consoles that have a little battery in them that keep the memory and because they didn't have flash memory back then yeah uh there's, <laughs> so a, there's lot a little of like game boy there's... advance games with just dead batteries game boy color yeah. games with dead batteries yeah it, it, instead of using flash memory which didn't exist they used a little stick of ram that constantly keeps all the memory in in storage but to keep ram you have to have power And as so, they have a little battery inside of them. And batteries die over time. Yeah. Because they have a set amount of energy they can output, and when they have output it all, they die. And if you bust any of those cartridges open, a lot of them are using just like a tiny little watch battery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, be- because of that, in a lot of these cases, that can be repaired. Oh yeah, like you can you, you, you can, can open up a cartridge and replace the battery and 
Now it works yeah. again if you can do it right mm-hmm. and not fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> if you can find the right battery type, if you can, yeah. Because if you put the wrong battery in there, you can fry the entire cartridge. Yeah, and just some of them you know. requiring like soldering and stuff. So if you don't know how to do that yeah. right, you can fuck it up. Mm-hmm. It's not something I can do. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm a handyman, but I can't do it. <laughs> uh, I've I've done the electrical for my house, but I can't do this. That that's how specialized um, this has to be. Like, yeah. I mean, anyone can learn to do it, but it's it's something you have to learn to be able to do. It's not just something people will immediately be able to do. Um, so, like, yes, it some things can be fixed, but I and and I could be wrong here. I I don't I haven't haven't looked this up doesn't haven't done any research on it but my understanding is that when the cartridge connections wear down that can't necessarily be replaced no they can't um because that's it's just too fine of a piece i i guess maybe in in 20 years someone might start a uh company where they produce uh uh, like NES replacements of these, yeah, yeah, replacement filaments so that you can like just replace that whole segment. But Doubtful. again, that's and and a very niche. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In today's capitalist society, that's not going to make money. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I I could I could foresee maybe a museum having you know these and taking care of them but there's there's not really much in the way of museums for these things nowadays there's there's like two or three museums around the world that that take care of video games but uh i don't know how well they care for their products yeah because like that's that's to me that's that's one of the 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 goals of zoos and museums and and aquariums and such is to care for and keep up with whatever they store yeah that's why when you go to an aquarium a good aquarium will be like most of the proceeds from your ticket goes towards like the state wildlife fund and preserving species around the state or whatever yeah, it's it's not a for profit thing so much as it is because most of them are also run by the government. So, yeah, <laughs> they they they're run at a loss anyways. Private um, zoos look like fucking Joe Exotic shit. So, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, their 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 intention is to provide for whatever they are storing, and and that's true for like art museums. They they they. Uh, you know, we'll we'll fix up the art and and make sure that it's it's kept in a one kept in a position will where it won't be damaged, but also two, if it is damaged, they take care for it. Um, so uh, th- there there are video game museums. I don't know if they're doing the right thing because I've never been to one and I don't know much behind the scenes of that. Um, right. but I don't even it know where could I would go be to something. Yeah, there's there's a few of them around the world, um, but the uh, uh, 
like I could maybe see if if they're doing it right that we'd have a place where these are are kept and and they're cared for, but I I don't have an answer for this. Yeah. Like I mean, batteries can be fixed relatively easily. Like you, you got to learn the skills and you got to have the equipment for it, but um, it's possible. But the other stuff, I don't know that it is. And just over time, these the the games are gonna go away. Yep. And, As a physical medium. And other than like emulation, which is again not physical, like there's not really a solution yeah. to that problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. The other way that physical media is degrading is in that it's it's being disrespected in the modern era. So what okay. what I mean by that is we live in an era where every game that's released is released incomplete. Every single game comes out with like a day one patch and here's the rest of the game. And sometimes that's it doesn't affect too much. Like, when I bought Final Fantasy XV, uh, that was during the year when I didn't have internet. So, when I got home and I put Final Fantasy XV in my PS4, I was able to play the game just without any of the day one patch. And that included all the way up to the end of the game. Right? Okay. Now, other games, like, for example, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 are released on disc with only the tutorial level, and the entire rest of the game is a day one patch. Because they made yeah, the discs well, before they had the rest of the game complete. Uh, here's here's my argument about that. Uh, and it's it's less an argument of, of that you're wrong. It's more of an argument of you're coming at this from the wrong angle, which is that... Uh, physical media no longer exists as a valid way to play games the the only purpose for physical media as a release nowadays is for people who want the box art and they want the the deluxe edition goodies that come along with it to put on their shelves and stuff right um so for instance like destiny 2 technically releases a physical edition of the game for each expansion but it doesn't even come with a disc nowadays <laughs> because it's an online it's an it's an mmo like what the fuck are you thinking about <laughs> um uh but it it's it's for people who want like they they want the uh the the day one things that you can get, like the the cool deluxe things that you can get, and it it costs a whole bunch more because of that. Um, but people do want those things, and and that's that's shown very true on on things like Kickstarter, where uh, a lot of times the more valued higher tiers of of support come with like here we're gonna give you a physical map to go with your your rpg and you know here's the box art for it and stuff like this and it's 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 not needed it's just people really like having these old school physical tangible things and that's that's what it is is it's it's a human nature wants to have something tangible 
um, because it feels more real and it it's cool to show off and stuff. Yeah, but there's also but, a, a um, there's also a an ownership but like factor that comes into it also because when you buy yes. a digital a digital copy of the game that might not be there next year you know and if you don't mm-hmm. if you don't have it downloaded like you've bought a game that now you just don't have anymore because they've taken down the game uh, a, a very yeah. famous instance of this was the Scott Pilgrim beat em up game that was completely unplayable on any platform for like 10 years until they released like a, a limited physical version of it uh, last year. Okay. Yeah, last year or this year. One of the two. But like for for almost a decade, the game was just unplayable in any form. And even though people okay. had bought it and they, they had ownership to it, supposedly... It was taken off of all storefronts and everything, so you couldn't download it anymore, even though you'd paid for it. Whereas mm. when you have a physical copy of the game, you can just pop it in, and now it's yours. You're, you can play it. You can still play the thing that you bought. Yeah. And I just think it's dangerous to move too far away from physical media, because then the companies can just decide what is playable and what is not. Yeah. You know? I I mean, I get that. I I can understand that viewpoint. And, and, um, and that's why I think it's it's very dangerous to also allow them to do this, like, day one patch bullshit where they release the game incomplete and just load up the rest of the game on release day. Mm-hmm. Because then the physical media has no... It doesn't give you any ownership of the game. No. Except in, like, honestly, rare cases at this point, like Final Fantasy XV. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I just, I don't know what the answer to that is either, because the companies aren't going to stop. They're they're never going to get to the point again where they make sure a game is complete before they release it. Yeah, pretty much the only time you're going to get that is with, like I said, one of those indie Kickstarter things where they they send it to you. Yeah. Post-game release. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting viewpoint on it. The, uh, the fact that... Uh, the, the fact of ownership, because uh, there's, there's some... I guess it it depends a lot on the game because certain games are uh, so I'll I'll go back to my my timeless uh, example of Destiny Two. Um, <laughs> Definitely won't be Destiny out of Two in three years. Isn't the same game as it was when it released? Uh, in many ways, um, for one, the sandbox of the game has changed. 17 times like (laughs) like and and drastic changes like to the point where like supers were all you wanted or weapons were all you wanted or somewhere in between or even further one way or the other um 
You know, this whole class is no longer viable as a class in any form of content. Oh, now it's broken in every form of content. <laughs> and and this isn't necessarily a a case of like day one patching of like, oh, we messed up the game, so we're trying to fix it and, and they're they're working to get there. No, the game's just evolving. Like yeah. when the game was released, it was released the way that players in destiny one had wished destiny one would have gone and and they were wrong it, it, it like <laughs> definitionally they were wrong it, it was it was a terrible game and it nearly killed the game uh it was only because of uh a lot of uh the developers talking with players and putting out uh, a work list of like here we are doing these things on these days to fix these problems and and we are listening to you to hear what next we need to fix and um, that that got people back into the game um, and they dramatically changed the way the game is because the game started with nothing mattered except for guns and really nothing only mattered except for these three or four types of guns and everything else was worthless um great perfect game and yeah no it's it's not but that's that's genuinely what people had asked for like it it was it's it's you can draw a clear line between here's what people were asking for here's what they gave or what they got it's the same thing they just didn't know that they're idiots (laughs) and that that's not destiny and that's not good game um but to the point where like so many sandbox changes have happened but also content is different so when the game dropped there was uh the edz there was nessus io and titan um those were the four places in the game well titan's gone it's in the destiny content vault uh and io's gone it's in the destiny content vault also in year one, we got Mars and Mercury. Both of those are gone at this point. Um, they're, they're not in the game. They're not in the game files. You cannot access them at all. Right. Because the game got too big and, and the stories didn't matter there in the more, anymore, so they ripped them out. Uh, and they, they will probably bring them back in some form or another in the future because they've still got those assets and they can make money off of them again. Um, but the it the game literally isn't the same game and i don't mean because there's more i mean there is less of the original game in the game now <laughs> than there was when it was released yeah, this is like a ship of theseus kind of question yeah at this point there's there's more game but there's there's like if you if you bought an original destiny one or destiny two uh, CD, and you stuck it in your non-existent CD drive and started to play it, uh, it would it would start by loading everything onto your computer and then taking everything off of your computer and downloading a completely different game. Because... <laughs> uh, and, and so, games like this that are, like, live updated and, and stuff, you, you can't really... Yeah. ask for a physical copy of them. An MMO. And I, I get that it's it's an MMO. Yeah. Like, I, I get that that as an MMO it's that. But there's 
so many games that are live updated like uh, most of activision games are live updated and nobody should buy them because you know they're they're awful people as we mentioned last week the week before um the horribly abusive uh, awful people yeah. run it even if bobby but like leave, like fuck that company yeah but like the, the it's filled with like all of their games are live updated and they they're they're like they're they're growing living breathing games I think they call them even live the ones that service games yes live services thank you i couldn't remember the exact term um uh, but like they're they're live service games and even the ones that aren't like fully multiplayer they're they're still like working on them and and changing them and stuff um in response to like players feedback and stuff so the the it, it's hard to say like the physical medium and and owning it when it's just a completely different game now and you couldn't play the original one even if it didn't have a day one patch because right. it's just not so like i get it but it's 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 so dependent on the game yeah like the issue i have is when like a single player game has these issues you know yeah like so few of those come out nowadays right but they do and and i mean like i mean going back to final fantasy 15 i can play the original version of the game if i just upload it into an internetless ps4 right yeah but if i uploaded or if i loaded into a um a ps4 with an internet connection it's going to download a a whole ton of new content and shit and it's a lot of the game is different now than when it was released Uh like they've trimmed things down they've balanced things out they've they've added new content like it's the uh the world of ruin that takes place like after the time skip is entirely different today than when it than the one that I played through when it was released. Like just a completely now, different game at that point. Now most of this sounds good. Oh, it, it is, but that also means that the original version of that game, unless you're okay, so two versions of the game now exist. There's the one that exists today, fully updated, and there's the one that exists on the disc, the the launch day release, right? Yeah. And you don't have you only have access to one or the other. And, and really, mm-hmm. the the more like internet becomes necessary to fucking everything, you lose access to that original version of the game. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, it's just a difficult thing to think about because yeah and so with with a a counter to that because that's that's you're right there's two versions of the game and but the it sounds like the updated version is better uh contrast to that is uh borderlands 2 when Borderlands 2 released, it was a fantastic game that everyone loved. But over time, the developers 
saw exploits that were happening and bugs that that made it fun to break the game in ways uh, that made things interesting. Uh, and they patched everything out over a long period of time, but they patched the game out of the game. Yeah. If if you if you go and you play Borderlands Two now, it is a disgusting shell of a game. That is, it's it's a horrible game. I never played Borderlands Two, and uh, until uh, a couple years ago was the the first time I played Borderlands Two, and it came after me playing Borderlands One and just loving the game. And everyone said, "Oh, Borderlands One is good. Borderlands Two is like a thousand times better." And so I had high hopes. Borderlands 2 is one of my least favorite games of all time. It it took what was a good game in Borderlands 1 and it iterated down in literally every single way. Every single thing about Borderlands 2 is worse than Borderlands 1. Yeah. In every way. And and this is this is coming from someone who loves Borderlands 1. <laughs> I was really looking forward to enjoying it. And I've talked to people since then. I was like, hey, you know, you know, I played Borderlands 2 this week. And they went, oh, man, how was it? I love that game. And I was like, well, it's one of my least favorite games of all time. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's one of the best games of all time. Well, it was, apparently. And, again, I have to say apparently because I don't know. Because I played – the Borderlands 2 that I played is a horrible game. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could always just grab a physical copy of the disc and turn your internet off on your fucking maybe. PS4. I don't even know if that'll work. If if there was like a day one patch or something that that would have, I don't I don't know about that. Right, but I mean, I don't think I, things were so bad back on the PS3. So I don't know. A lot of games require you to like sign up for the i'm not gonna play a playstation version i'm gonna play the pc version oh well then it's a first person shooter i'm going to play the pc version Then you have no hope it's gone (laughs) if if you (laughs) want to play a first person shooter that isn't halo then you need to play it on mouse and keyboard i guess Um, i don't play first person shooters so (laughs) yeah it's it's a mouse and keyboard genre aside from halo halo weirdly is better on on a cartridge or on on controller on cartridge it's it it, it, it always has been yes cartridge halo <laughs> um so like yeah i i get that you know it's not always better over time the 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 thing i'm going to ask you about however is I, so obviously in an ideal world, games are released perfect and no patches need to be done. Right. But that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, they, they've given up on that. Like, no longer I, they well, have the PS2 days where you had to actually finish the game before you slapped it on a disc. Because now they know they can just patch whatever on. But also, like, the... The amount of time it would take per game, we, we would, so, if it, it is technically possible for that to happen, uh, games would probably close to double in price, and we would get about half or a quarter as many games every year. 
See, I would argue that games shouldn't have to double in price because the game companies already make billions and billions of dollars in profit. <laughs> it would take twice as long to make each game. Maybe, but that just means that that, that those games take that long to make now. And, and we just, they just pretend it doesn't. I mean, that's where all the yeah. delays and shit come from. I mean, Square Enix delays every single game they ever fucking put out. They never have an initial release date that is true. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they say a game is going to come out in 2013, and it doesn't come out until 2016. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't see a difference between your hypothetical and the actuality of the games today like it's already like oh well we're we're releasing it on this day and they've got the discs made but the disc only has like half the game and they're just crunching the time in order to make it make the day one patch ready for release day so the the the, the way it works and and I'm I'm not saying that this is the the best way it should happen or right or anything I'm just saying that this is the way it currently happens is that they work really long until they get to a releasable version of the game not the final version but the releasable version of the game it has all of the content that they intend you to have but not necessarily perfectly polished it is playable and it has the content uh they release that and it's play tested as much as possible before it's released but play testing costs a lot of money and it is very difficult to do because what you're trying to do is you're trying to get uh a team of like 12 people to do what uh 400,000 people are about to do if not more right and 400,000 people are going to find things that 12 people don't. In fact, they're going to find a whole lot of things. Some things that just break the game entirely because 12 people can't find that many things. But if you increase the number of testers, each one costs a lot. So that's you're adding man hours you're adding a lot of cost to the game every time you do that it is cheaper for a developer to release the game as good as it can be they still have those 12 people go through to make sure there's nothing that just you know instantly blue screens you or <laughs> stuff like that where it's just immediately bad uh but they they don't have the time uh especially with things changing so often uh in development where you, you have to like give up on one thing or or you find out that one thing doesn't work well so that changes 17 other little things other little mechanics um so you're you're trying to test a game on an on a in progress incomplete game <laughs> and you're gonna miss stuff so they get it as good as they can they release it to the world they get paid they get a lot of money that allows them to work and focus on the remaining things. Um, so you mentioned day one patches. Uh, 
day one patches are only a physical media thing. If you if you ignore physical media, which you should, because physical media, it's dead. It's dead. It, we're we're in a digital age now. Everything is digital. Everything will be out. digital. It's it's sorry. It's the way it is. I I, I need um, discs in my life. The, <laughs> Uh, they should just send out little uh, flash drives, <laughs> and it's got the the version on there, and you just plug it into the USB port yeah. of your PS Five. Uh huh. <laughs> um, but like they they release the game as it is on Steam or on the Ubisoft Store or wherever. And you download it, and that is the game as close to release, you know, it's as good as they can get before the time of release. And then 400,000 people pick up, pick it up, and they find some issues, and you you got paid, so you can afford to pay your devs for another week or two so that they can go through and make sure, you know, all the big stuff is fixed. And then you pass it off to your tiny little team. <laughs> right. Your team of, of like 10 devs who go on to fix any other errors that come up over the next months while your team goes on to make the next game. And because of that, you are able to pump out more games because you you don't have to get things perfect before release. You don't have to do all the the testing and stuff because you can pass it off to us and a lot of people honestly like that a lot of people like being able to get the game early they like to you know think that they're helping and and a lot of people don't and those people are smart and they buy the games a month later Uh (laughs) uh-huh when it's good and in general in general Everyone should buy the game a month later. That's that's when the game's basically done. Or buy it eight months later when it's down in price. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's uh, what is the there's there's a publisher. I think it might be Ubisoft that you just you any Ubisoft fan will never buy a game until like eight months later because they know that's when the game is actually done and. It's going to be on sale eight months later. Yeah. They, like, they also just should be buying Ubisoft games. So. Well, yeah, but for some reason they're fans of it, so they do. Um. <laughs> I mean, I used to be, and then, you know, stuff happened. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's... It would cost developers a significantly larger amount of money and they would because of that not be able to produce as many games because of the time it would take they would not be able to produce as many games and games would come out um fewer and uh because they're not producing as many games they're not making as much money and to be able to pay their developers the pittance that they pay them they would have to raise the price so i'm i i it would it would cost games would cost twice as much and there would be less than half as many of them 
I'm not saying that this is a perfect world that that we're living in currently. I'm just saying that this is the realities of the world we live in. I mean, I guess the reality, the other reality is just that if they had to finish every game before it came out, they would make more smaller mid-budget titles instead of every single game being a gigantic open world fucking bullshit game. That's that's true. We would yeah. get a lot more like $30 budget titles. Yeah, we would get a lot more double A games instead of the, you know, only triple A or single A games yeah. that we get now. Like that's that's how they would make up for that is they would just start making smaller games again. Mm-hmm. But that means that we're not gonna get the Skyrim's or the, which again, that I'm fine with that because I hate Bethesda. But, uh, <laughs> but like these these huge classics would become dinosaurs relics of the past i mean we still had like big triple a budget titles on fucking ps2 and shit but Mm. it just was also next to games like primal (laughs) (laughs) you know Uh. you still had your kingdom hearts and your final fantasies and your call of duties and then you also had your fucking red ninjas and primals other bullshit. I don't know. Yep. But I I agree. The uh, physical media a is um, it's it's degrading, and we need to we need to have more museums to to keep up with this stuff, and or an industry to to fix them yeah and b uh you're right we we are losing the ability to claim that we own things um to to prove and and hold on to things regardless of what someone else says and c physical media is a thing of the past and it's (laughs) it's i mean they they hardly make uh playstations and xboxes that can take physical media anymore yeah, I mean, they like they, this latest generation has straight up just split it into like digital only and disc versions. Yeah. So, like by the time of the PlayStation Six, we might see just digital only consoles. I don't know about six, maybe seven. But, and at that point, you have to question like, why are we? Why do we have a console at all? I mean, I already questioned that. <laughs> but I mean, once it, once you get rid of the like physical element, like it's really at that point, what are we doing? Yeah. Anyway, who should we share this with, John? Someone who's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it down. Suck it down. <laughs> no, uh, since it's got a. a uh, a die katana in it. Uh, share this with someone who's a, who's a neckbeard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I picked the I picked the worst version of that. Yeah. Um. Uh, sh- rate and review us. Check out the yeah. description down below. There's a bunch of links. You can email us. You can check out our Twitters or our Instagram or my website where I occasionally write things now. 
Uh, mm-hmm. You can check out our coffee where you can pay us to eventually maybe do bonus episodes every month. You're really pushing it this these last couple weeks. Uh, I'm going to start pushing it more and more because I, I feel like nobody looks at the description. So honestly, okay. you're lucky I'm not starting the episodes with the with these <laughs> we could we could, we could do a mid roll. We could do a mid roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could do a mid roll. Because sort of people don't listen to the end either. Like, yeah, no. Unless they're at work like maybe, me and maybe, they just let it roll through to the next episode. Like, that's yeah, same. That's the same thing I do with every podcast. I'm like, I don't want to listen to your fucking ad about the Jordan Harbinger show or whatever. Like, I don't. But also, I'm too busy no. to hit the fucking skip button, so just play it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's we got uh, three more episodes before the, the end of the year. I guess the third one is the end of the year. So, um, uh, stay tuned. Yeah. We got some, some f- interesting things coming up. Bye! Bye! <laughs>